Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, the weekly podcast following the adventures of CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me as always is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello. How you doing? I am so good. I cannot wait to discuss this episode. It was a good episode. My favorite of the season, hands down. Ooh, fancy. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as last week's, but I still liked it. I felt so far I liked the the quote unquote second half of the season. Yeah, but uh. for me, there was so much emotional stuff in all the Alice stuff that yes. and I'm, I'm a sucker for emotional drama. Like that's my weakness. That's my soft spot that yeah. this was just my favorite episode. Okay. For that, that for that alone. Yeah. That makes sense then. Um so we're going to jump right into it. This is this is episode number has a number, I promise you. It is 11? episode 11. Yes, episode 11 an unbirthday present. Which, which I love back. this title so much more than last yep. week's. Yes, well, we're back to the Alice in Wonderland references with the unbirthday. Oh, that I wasn't sure. Did you never watch the Alice in Wonderland Disney movie? It's been a very, very, very long time. They even have an unbirthday song. It's great. Yeah, it's it's been a very long time since I've seen that. I own it. I just haven't watched it in forever. All right, fine. So. We start off this episode with essentially a continuating a continuation yeah. of the scene that we ended off last week. It was with, definitely a direct pickup. With um, Beth showing up to Wayne Tower and being like, hey, sis, happy birthday. I'm back. And Kate wondering who the hell she was or if Sophie let her out. Um, however, we the scene goes further in which still not convinced when when she says that she's Beth, uh, Kate starts to choke her until Beth reaches for uh, pepper spray in her bag and then uh, shoots it in Kate's eyes and books it out of there. Which I, did, I didn't really blame Beth because Kate looks no, kind of crazy. Somebody is, somebody is choking you, like... <laughs> Like, this wasn't, like, a playful sister choke. Like, she was literally choking her. Um, Not to uh, mention how, she tried to peel her face off five seconds before that. Right. I will say the only thing I don't like, and this happened, and I'm not faulting this show specifically. I'm faulting every show ever that's done this, is when they do these, like, direct pickups at, from, like, the end of one episode to the other, and then they change the scene on you. Because last week, Kate Kate doesn't choke her. Kate kind of releases her and is like, oh, I got my birthday wish. And that doesn't happen at all in this scene. I'm guessing that was because of a director change or a writer change? I, I think it was just because it was easier to kind of cut the episode at that point by having some sort of resolution to the scene. Otherwise, you got to keep going until she books it out of the until she books it out. 
Yeah. But either way, I'm just like, I like the idea of directly picking up from the last episode, but please stop changing the scenes. Like, it just happens way too much. See, I didn't bump on that because I watch soap operas and soap operas do that constantly. So I'm just kind of used to it. Yeah, but I mean, soap operas just switch out character uh, actors for different characters. And they're like, well, yep, I mean, I mean, yeah, but they'll they'll pick up entire scenes and segments from other episodes and repeat them. And the angles will be different and lines will be slightly different. And it so when it happened here, I just, I'm just so used to that that it it didn't bump for me. Uh, she books it out. We have our first of the flashback uh, because in this episode we find out a little bit more about about Beth's time in captivity. Do we want to do the flashbacks all in one shot rather than flipping back and forth? Uh, sure. Why not? So basically the the story being told in the flashbacks is – Essentially, the origin The birth of Alice. Of Alice. Right. Yeah. So we start off with Mouse knocking on Alice's door uh, to wish her a happy birthday. She opens up the door because apparently she has the ability to open up the door, which is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst captivity in in history. For a lot of reasons, but none of which of what you're referring to at this given moment. Right. Uh, so. Um, so he he shows up with um, the book Alice in Wonderland. Oh, no, she already has that. She He shows up with a piece of blueberry pie with a candle in it and a box. And inside the box is a little kitten to which she names him Cheshire. Uh yeah, treasure for the treasure yeah. cat. Yeah. I loved that. I would have called him Kit Mittens, but that's just me. I loved that we're we that we're start like that we're starting to get more backstory. And I loved that Alice being chained in the interrogation room triggered her to remembering the last time she was held in captivity. I thought it was a very good parallel. Yeah, it was it it was her yeah no you're you're absolutely right um so she opens up the box gets the kitty names him and mouse is like you know you have to make sure you have to make sure father doesn't see him you know he hates cats so she is she has him in the box and the dad kind of comes down the stairs and she quickly puts the lid on the box and hides it. Um, and he, you know, he's like, well, you know, mouse, uh, I forget mouse's real name. Isn't it Johnny or something like that? Johnny. Yeah, that is correct. So he's like, Johnny told me it's your birthday. Let's make it official. He lights the candle on the blueberry pie on the blueberry, uh, pie slice. She blows out the candle and Johnny asks what she wished for, to which she said for her to see her sister. And um, the father reminds her that, well, you know, you said your wish out loud. Now it's never going to come true. Oh, I wanted to slap him so bad in that scene. I hate I mean, this man. I hate this man. 
he's not wrong. You're not supposed to say your wish out loud. True. But you don't break. The, I mean, I just she he's breaking her spirit and he's an evil, evil, sick little man. And I just can't stand him. I mean, like, was it this scene that did it? Because no, I would have thought the, like the whole keeping no. her in captivity. <laughs> It was that, and then just, I was, like, the whole vibe of the scene was creepy, like, just from, like, from the minute he entered the scene, the whole vibe of the scene was creepy for me, and then he said that, and I felt like he said it not because it was true, but because he was trying to twist the knife and torture her. Well, yeah. I mean... And I just, I didn't like it. I was, there, like, I was like, oh, I really don't like this, and then that feeling solidified the further we got into the flashbacks like yeah oh my god um one thing i one thing i picked up on in this scene is we see him smoking a pipe and i want to know i miss that yeah he's he smokes a pipe in pretty much all of the scenes that he uh that he's in this week and like when he lights the candle on the on the pie slice he then lights his pipe why who decided that every villainous father figure smokes a pipe because this happens a lot in in tv and movies someone along the lines decided that evil men smoke pipes and i want to know who it was and why they thought that it works i, I don't know i didn't even notice that it happened so yeah, that's why and that's why they call him Caterpillar later on. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. So that is the first flashback. The next flashback we have is is something. I tell you, it is something. Is uh, the, it? Uh, go ahead. It's not when they find it's not when she he finds the cat, right? No, the the next uh, flashback we have is kind of a smallish flashback where um, she talks like she's talking to Sophie about how she used the book as an escape because she asked for her book. Right. And she uses the book as an escape and we see her reading the book and she's on the page with the picture of the caterpillar and she looks up and we see we see him kind of looking very caterpillarish with the pipe in his mouth working on a mask for Johnny. Oh my god, that's right. And the mask didn't work and he got mad. Right. He was trying to glue the mask to Johnny's face and she <sighs> decided that, like it still looked it still looked weird, which it did. Like it was it was wasn't adhering to the face and it it looked very false. Yeah. Like it looked and... very fake. The fact so, that Beth had to watch this, like, just, oh, I felt so bad for her. Like, all of these flashback scenes just completely skeeved me out, starting with this one. I was like, she had to watch him attach a face to that boy. Right. Well, That's I mean, just, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know she had to watch. I mean... The door was open. There was no way she couldn't see. If he didn't want her to see anything, he could have just closed the door. Right. But he could have, like, with them being down there, she could have opened the door because she has the ability to, apparently. 
um, she could have opened the door just to have that sort of human interaction with since there's people down in the basement. I agree. Like, I wouldn't want to watch it if I was her. And she's not like she's reading her book more than watching it. So it's he just, gets. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I know the, the the face doesn't really work. So he gets upset, throws it in the trash and goes storming upstairs. The next flashback we have is um, is Johnny knocking at the door again, her opening it up. It's just them two. They're going to. Um, she shows her. Uh, she shows Johnny the kitty, and she had knit. She had somehow made um, a sweater a, for him. A sweater for the cat. We don't so know where she got any like of the, the stuff for. She right. said it was from her blanket. She did it from one of her blankets. Okay, so she did it from one of her blankets, but apparently she has sewing needles. Like, was was this a smart idea? I'm assuming Johnny got her stuff to keep her occupied. Like that, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So. <sighs> so. The cat. They so they they show the cat her and Johnny kind of playing with the cat a little bit. The father comes downstairs. They she quickly hides the cat before he gets there, and he tells Johnny it's time to go do chores. He turns around to go walk upstairs, and the cat meows. Oh, and I knew what was coming, and I hated every second of it. So he asked what that noise was. And then the cat meows again. What I don't get is why Johnny didn't meow. Like, See, can... that's what I thought happened. Or that's what I thought was going to happen. But can he only mimic human voices? Can he not mimic animals? I mean, it's very possible. It's very possible he can't. So I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not right on the show's part. But like even then, I still like even if I couldn't, I'd still be there like meow, 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 meow. Like, I was, I would, yeah, I was expecting him to try it, yeah. and I think he was going to, and then his father just kind of, like, flung him out of the way. Yep, so he finds, he finds the cat, and, is, you know, is talking about how the animals are just, like, are just, like, filthy and contain lots of, um... Diseases. Diseases and bacteria. Bacteria, and then he kills the cat. A, the end of the scene is he kills the cat. Um, and watching Beth's face, like you could see, like she was starting. Like this was the moment for me where Beth started to shatter. Um, and it pretty much was, yeah. So he also throws the Alice in Wonderland book up in the air, and the pages fall out because gravity i guess um well no he was asking her did you make the sweater and she refused to answer that's so, right that's, all right so that's the next flashback he kills he kills uh treasure um which is weird because this is the second show this week i saw in which somebody killed a cat what was the first one uh nos 482 i went through and watched the first season on hulu um, which is based on a Joe Hill book. Um, really good, but 
it's just weird. Like I get two, I get two cat murderers in a week. Yikes. So then the the next flashback is them is him talking to Beth, asking, "Did you make the sweater?" And not her not answering because she doesn't want to get into trouble or she doesn't want him to be angry more. He throws the book. He throws the book out of the way. The pages fall out. She finally answers him saying yes. And we find out he's not really upset. He likes the craftsmanship of it and wants her to, to try start and... sewing faces. Yeah, she wants. It's her to make the mask for Johnny, thinking she'll she'll it'll be better. It's funny when he holds up the pieces of human skin that we, well should we find out it's supposed to be human skin. Like he holds it up and I'm like he's like, can you do the same thing with these? And I'm sitting there going with steakums, <laughs> like because that's they look like steakums. And I'm like, I don't think you can make a mask out of steakum, but okay. This was, I felt so bad for her. So now he's forcing her to to make masks out of human skin. It's no wonder she shattered. Look at everything she's been through. Yeah. So then the last flashback we get for the episode is her and Johnny. Johnny's got his new face. And he thanks her for it. He's happy about it. That we know of, at least. But he thanks her for it. Um, and he brought down some... He brought down some fishing wire. Which is going to become very important later. Yeah, to help mend the uh, Alice in Wonderland book. To rebind the book. Right. Uh, before she does it, you kind of hear... You're kind of hearing... You hear her sanity fracture and break. And she like she the little girl even the little girl played this really well. She even changed her voice um, as far as octave level, not not like she started doing uh, right. imitations like Johnny, but she changes the octave of her voice. So and you could differentiate like, between Beth and Alice. <laughs> right. She's like, I'm going to call you my little mouse. You can call me Alice. Now let's have a tea party. And then she rebinds her book while they have a tea party. That kind of wraps up all of the uh, flashbacks throughout the episode. But I do like we get we essentially get a lot more of what happened in the house. And I still think there's more to come. Absolutely. But we definitely see where like her sanity fractured. Yeah. And this was the piece that we needed because I remember when we discussed the first episode of backstory you weren't really thrilled with uh, with what we got you kind of wanted more right like we got the what happened to her part but we didn't get the what happened while she was there so do you like was this what you were looking for yes not that i enjoyed seeing her being tortured but now we're now we have now we have the pieces kind of starting to fill in as to what happened to her. And and it makes total sense why she fractured. This was the very first episode where I really understood her and yeah. actually felt bad for her. 
um, after seeing this episode or this th- these flashbacks, I am willing to put about as much money as humanly possible that by the end of the season, once these flashbacks are done, because I, I don't think they're done. I think we're going to at least get one more episode with a bunch of flashbacks, maybe, you know, maybe two. I feel like we have to figure out how she, we at least have to see her escape. And well, I hope that, to God she, now, do we know if this man is dead? We don't, but I was going to say the last episode of flashbacks that we get, I feel uh, she is going to kill him. She needs to like, yeah. I, I was live tweeting the episode as I was watching and I said, I hope to God she kills this man. Yeah, I fully believe that I fully believe the last set of flashbacks is going to be her killing him. Or I feel maybe, like she's going to do it on her 18th birthday. Like or, she's going to turn turn 18, kill him and run. Yeah. Or maybe Mouse, but I think it's going to be more her unless she convinces Mouse to do it. Like Yeah. I'm but, definitely intrigued though. Yeah. So my god, does this man need to die? Well, yeah, but he will. Don't worry. I'm sure he will. Uh, so that takes care of all the flashbacks. Back to the present. We have um, we have the her inside her inside the holding cell with Sophie. Oh yeah, this was great. And Sophie. Uh, what what can we say about poor Sophie in this uh, episode? Oh, she was in I don't give a crap mode, and I kind of loved it. She kind of was, but she kept getting her BS called on her. I ca- you know what I loved that too, um, because it, it, at first I was kind of like, okay, Alice is totally playing you and baiting you. Don't fall for it. But as the scenes progressed and we'll go more in in depth as we get to them, she started kind of making really valid points. And I I kind of think that Sophie's going to be begrudgingly thinking about the things that were said in that room. Yeah. So we get we get the scene of of Sophie talking to uh, Commander Kane on the phone and Commander Kane's like, you know, don't listen to her. Just let her go to Arkham. You know, you don't want her in your head. And Sophie is like, no, you know, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Sophie pulled the Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Kate, Kate comes walking up as the as the uh, uh, conversation is coming to an end. And she's like... When were you going to tell me Alice broke out? You know, she stopped by Wayne Tower and she broke out. Like, what the hell, Sophie? And Sophie's like, um, no, she's right here. See on my monitor, her chained to the desk with two <laughs> guards is, out. And Kate is yep. like, is this a live feed? <laughs> yep. She's like, oh, yeah, we got two guards on her. And she's like, well, I just saw, I just saw her. And... Sophie taking one of the biggest leaps in the show is like, hey, so did Mary. Like, no, like I like I she's right. Like they both saw death. But 
to me, like, that's such a leap on Sophie's part because to yeah. make, like, to make one connection to the other. That was, yeah, that, that, I kind of bumped on that. I was like, what? Mary didn't see her? Yeah. Mary saw the other one. Yep. So now we go to Wayne Tower with uh, Kate, Luke, and Mary going through Beth's pocketbook. And Luke is marveling over how good the fake ID is. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, Mary is marveling over the 300-page dissertation on on astrophysics although when she was when she was talking about the subject of the dissertation i swear to god i thought she said the, i thought she said theoretical astrological astrophysics and cosmetology <laughs> and i'm like one of those words don't belong <laughs> I didn't even hear, yeah, I kind of did hear that, but I think it was. It's cosmology. Yeah. Which I, I guess is the ology of cosmos. The study of the cosmos. I guess. Well, but no, still... ology actually breaks down to the study of, I learned I that in my. Uh, in your medical, ology class? My medical billing classes. Uh, I was really hoping you were going to say cosmetology class, because I just want, I just want a picture somewhere <laughs> out there. There's a cosmetology class where they're like, ology means the study of. And people are there like, how does this help me cut hair? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so Kate starts thinking about, well, this is probably, this might be, well, Mary's like, hey, I'm going to go talk to people at the university to see if they know anybody who did this named Beth or Alice 2.0 or whatever we're calling her. Right. Let me know. Let me know. (laughs) Let me know what it is so I can ask the people there after she leaves Luke and Kate kind of come to the conclusion that this might be a leftover remnant from crisis, multiple earths. Correct. Which I believe was my theory last week when we discussed. Right, and we actually, we when you when we discussed it, I I told you like, um, when you watch Supergirl, you kind of find like you get the explanation behind it. Um, yeah, which. So they didn't they didn't have that information. We kind of had it because of Supergirl, but so so she's like, well, I have to go find her. Because Luke's like, you know, they both kind of figure, like, no one's going to know who she is on this Earth, and she's going to have nowhere to go. And the one person who does know her attacked her. Happy birthday. So Luke's like, you know, where are you going to find her? And she's like, well, the same place we go, you know, every year on our birthday, which is the ice cream place. So they go. she goes to the ice cream place, finds her. Convinces her she's not going to randomly attack her again. Wasn't it the park? Um, yeah, but the ice cream stand is right there. Like that's oh, the okay. ice cream stand that her and her and Beth and her dad went to. Gotcha. All the time. Okay. Um, so she convinces her she's not going to attack her again. She's like, look, I know, 
I know who you are. I'm sorry. And Beth, you know, is like, well, you're the only person who recognizes me. Kate takes her to the bar that she's building so they can talk about it. Now, look, I am not an expert in bar building or renovating stuff or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure when you're building a bar, you build the bar, you bring in all the tables, you get everything ready, and the last thing you do is bring in the alcohol, like right before you open. This bar is already stocked, and it's nowhere near being ready to open. Probably because Kate has a secret stash somewhere. You know, God forbid she's in the middle of renovations and finds out the world has to end, and she needs to go do something. I don't know. I didn't bump on that. I thought it was. (laughs) Well, no, but I feel like she's going to like, sometimes when you find out exactly what's going on, you just kind of need a drink to kind of process everything. Yeah, I guess so. So they kind of, they're kind of bonding over the differences. And it's funny, like, she's like, you know, Kate kind of tells her what's going on. And Beth is like, well, you know, I study, I study astrological astrophysics and cosmetology, so multiple Earths is something that I'm very familiar with. Yes, I realized I caused it, called it cosmetology. I am going to every single time. I knew that. That's why I laughed. <laughs> I know, but I'm just waiting. Like I was waiting for like the people at home listening, like start start tweeting. Um, you said this. Yes, I will always call it cosmetology now. Uh, but so she's kind of like. She's kind of very okay, like, with she's what's a, going on. She's a lot more okay with it than I would have been. Well, I mean, she's right. This is, like, her field of expertise. So in that study, you kind of have the whole multiple Earth theory. And as long as you believe that, then I guess it would be easier to process or easier. Now, is this the same scene where she mentions what happened on her Earth with the accident? Yes. Uh, so one of the things we find out is um, the Kate of her Earth has no tattoos, but the Kate of her Earth also saved her from the car crash. She went back into the car and was able to pull her out. Which kind of warped with our Kate's brain because that's what she always wanted to do for her Beth. Right. And couldn't. So knowing that it worked really kind of messed with her for a good five minutes or so. Luke yes. had to snap her out of it in the next scene. Yes. Before that scene, though, one of the things we find out in that in that kind of quasi flashback, because it's more of a flashback on on Beth's end, was and this is something I don't know. We're going to assume all these things happen the same day that they happened on the other earth. Yeah. So Beth mentions that they were coming home from their bat mitzvah. I don't yeah. know. I don't I, know if that was talked about originally. I don't believe it was. Okay. I didn't think so. And I wrote it down. So now we have kind of, now we kind of have the date around of when it happens because it would have been uh, around their birthday. Yes, it would have been on the Sabbath day closest to their 12th birthday. 
girls oh, wait, get they were 13 when no, the girls, accident girls get bat mitzvahed uh at the age of 12 but they've already established that the accident they were 13 when the accident happened so something weird happened there um well i'm gonna be i am gonna be honest I got this information from I got this information online as to when uh, as to not necessarily when the bar mitzvah was because like I knew it was around like I knew it was 13 ish um, but I wanted to make sure I got the right one because I know one is uh, bar mitzvah is a boy and a bat mitzvah is a girl right. So when I was looking that up, I saw the thing that said girls uh, get bar mitzvahed at 12 and boys get bar mitzvahed at 13. So I'm going with that. And this is just kind of a fact that they didn't bother checking when writing. Yeah. <laughs> now, did they, say, did they say it was their bar mitzvah or did they say they were on yes. their way home from Abe? OK. No, she says from ours. OK. So if I am wrong on the age, uh, someone out there, please correct me. So I am just going by a website that seemed to be very accurate with everything. Um, but that person who wanted more, uh, what was that person that that uh, tweeted us last week about wanting more Jewish representation within the show? They got their wish. Yeah, I'm again, like they don't reference it a lot in the show or or necessarily in the comic, but it's still common knowledge. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they're showcasing it here and there. Uh, so Sophie is still trying to get Alice to crack. Alice asked for her book of for Alice in Wonderland because you know she's like, well, you're not going to let me go. And you're not going to give me my butterfly knife, so can I have my book? Um, Sophie gets her, you know, Sophie gets her her book. No, find, not yet. Oh, no? But in this oh, scene, she says, I, no, she doesn't get the book until after the kidnappings have happened. Right. Um, but we find out Mouse has kidnapped the commissioner's son and, and the mayor's son no it's it's like a um it's one of the mayor's underlings that is supposedly being groomed for the mayor spot he's captured them both and he's given them until nine o'clock to release alice otherwise he's going to kill them both kate finds out from luke about it because side note, GCPD is not lighting the backs the bat signal after Batwoman came out as gay at the end correct. of last week's episode. You are correct. So, so the GCPD uh, plans to handle on their own. Sophie's like, well, they're gonna need our help if they're not gonna take Batwoman's help. Kate plans on still going to help them even if the GCPD doesn't want the help. Although Luke still needs to kick her, give her a kick in the butt because I love that moment. I love that moment. 
she tells Luke that, you know, I could have saved her. The other Kate went back into the car and pulled her out. Everyone told me if I would have done that, I would have died too. And Luke is just like, you got your wish. You got Beth back. She doesn't need saving, but these people do get your head in the game. Right. So she gets on, she gets on the bat, the bat cycle and goes roaring off. Um, We kind of get a nice little her driving through Gotham scene with Luke just, you know, every so often chirping in on the on the earpiece telling her where to go. And then she gets hit by a a truck being driven by the Wonderland gang and Mouse. Mouse kind of kicks her into unconsciousness. Oh, he literally stepped on her face. Well, I mean, she had a helmet on. No, but he literally, like, he put her, his foot over the part of her face that was not covered by the helmet. And right. because they acted out right at that moment, like, it just sounded so painful. I cringed. I mean, that was the point of it. No, I know, but I just, it was just, ugh. It's like she, he squashed her face like a bug. Yeah. No, he, he definitely did that. <laughs> He he did that. That's what that's essentially what he did. So, so uh, now Kate is captured because well, why not? We get back from commercial and we see Kate being kept in the car with with the other two. Although, yeah, we see them. We see them both. And she's like, hey, I came here to save you. Mouse opens up the door and has the phone, has a phone making a call. It's to Sophie, who has Beth, Alice. They are both on speakerphone. Sophie asks if Kate's okay. She says yes. She tells her to let Alice go, to let Alice go. Now, I knew in this moment, as she was saying it, that there was some kind of message being re- being re- relayed there, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I was glad Sophie explained it in the next scene. Yeah. Um, so Kate talks about their survival training and asks Sophie if she remembers it. They had a code to to escape survival training. Basically, if they said something twice, it meant do the opposite. So obviously, Kate does not want her to let Alice go, so which Sophie does not. Sophie's good. Good job, Sophie. It's the only thing you did right this entire episode. <laughs> so is Sophie getting um, the Luke treatment for this episode for you? Oh, no. Luke is getting the Luke treatment in the next scene. Just wait yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so so we see Beth going back up to to Wayne Tower. She's in the elevator. The elevator door opens. She sees Luke. She's like, "Oh, hey, Luke." Oh wait, and you Luke's don't like, know me. Oh, you know me, right? You know me, but you don't know me. And she's like, "You know, you worked for my cousin. You worked for my cousin Bruce. You're Lucius Fox's kid. Where's my sister?" 
all you had to do your entire job <laughs> is to lie to everybody Kate knows. <laughs> and this person asks you one question and you just say everything. He had such verbal diarrhea in this episode. Oh, my God. All like, she did. Gonna... Have you seen my sister? Oh, she's kidnapped. By the way, she got kidnapped by you, who's actually crazy. For the love of God, shut up, Luke. How you've not told the entire city of Gotham everything about Kate is beyond me. Oh, wait. And wasn't it in this scene, too? She's like, well, shouldn't we call my dad? And he's like, oh, he's in jail. He's in for jail murder. for killing your mom. Oh, your Alice did that. Right. Who was you, by the way? Oh, for the love of God, Luke. Oh, the verbal diarrhea was strong with this one. So the next scene is when is when uh, Sophie um, lets Beth in on her and Kate's little code. And Beth, uh, Alice is like, oh, me and Mouse have a code, too, which we see in the, one of the flashbacks. Basically just taking parts of the book and and reciting it to each other so they know if somebody's listening or somebody's watching. Right. They know that it's safe. Right. Which is, again, I which like how – Every time they do it in the flashback, the guy comes in like two seconds later. So it's a horrible code, by well, the way. Well, true. But I will say I do like how remnants of the flashback, like the code and then the fishing line – circle back around in present day like i really did like how they mirrored that that was really cool yeah so and this is the flashback where we see the the cat getting killed and even like sophie's face um as she's yeah. reciting it is is a very pained look um so we go back to we go back to beth and Luke, where Luke is just talking nonstop about everything, because that's what Luke does. Um, he's, this, this is the Beth scene where he's trying to locate, to trying to locate Kate, right? He's trying to yeah. get the GPS tracker on her bike to work. Right, and he's like, "Oh, the signal's not working. I need to boost it." Beth says, "This may be a stupid question, but doesn't." Does this Earth have cops? Which no, Beth. I... That is that is not a stupid question, but they do nothing. No, uh, yeah, essentially, cops are worthless on this Earth. Like, I I laughed out loud when she said that. So I mean, she kind of she kind of hits the nail on the head there with that, and even Luke's like, yeah, they don't really do anything on this Earth. Well, at least they at least they own it and admit it. They're not trying to act like these are the best cops in the world. Meanwhile, they're dumb as a box of rocks. Right. Uh, so Beth comes up with the idea. Well, if they want Alice released, let's give let's... them Alice. I and... also knew this was going to be a terrible, terrible, terrible idea the minute it came out of her mouth. I know this was so. This was such a bad idea. Like it should have been Luke. 
But like Luke, for some reason, like it takes him like 15 seconds to figure out what she's talking about. He's like he's so busy talking, he wasn't really listening. Yeah, I guess. So they have the idea of turning Beth into Alice, which I'm sure will go well. We come back from commercial and we have Kate kind of struggling to try and break out of the handcuffs in the car. We get a quick little um, back and forth between the two captives where um, the mayor's protege is like, well, don't worry, Batwoman will save us. The the commissioner's kid is like, well, she won't because my dad – my dad uh, won't ask her for help because she came out. To which um, the mayor's protege responds, "This is this is tw- 2020. No one cares about that anymore." To which I wrote down, "Like, is this not a problem on this earth? Because I mean, it's 2020 now." And it's still an issue, unfortunately. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it is. Right, it it definitely shouldn't be, but it is. Like, to say that it's not an issue there, that's a pretty bold statement. I think he wants to believe that it's not an issue, and maybe... He's just kind of very naive. Yeah, he's very naive, and maybe, like, in the circle that he grew up with, and the people he grew up with, maybe he grew up around very open and accepting people so it never really you know kind of of like out of sight out of mind thing if you don't see it it doesn't exist yeah which is which is unfortunately true um not so much that out of sight out of mind it doesn't exist like it wasn't until i was older that i saw like how much of a problem it, it was because, like, even me growing up, like, my entire circle was fine with it. Everybody, you know, everybody that – even the adults that I interacted with on a daily basis from teachers, parents, and whatever never showed, like, any sort of problems with that. And then, of course, you know, when social media comes along and then you realize, like, half of the population is horrible, it's yeah. – it's, it can be a very jarring thing. So I like his, uh, like if it's naivete, I really like, I wish I could go back to those days when I was that naive. But at the sec- at the same time, if you don't think it's a problem, then you won't do anything to help fix it. So like the quicker, you know, it's a problem, the quicker you can start helping. Exactly. So, uh, Alice again, calling out, Sophie on her BS because this entire episode is like is Alice like well you know we're gonna kill the only thing you really love meaning Kate and then and then Alice kind of Sophie kind of like like saying she's she's sorry of what Alice had been through and the fact that she had to create a, her own reality in order to escape the trauma right in order to cope with it and alice kind of firing back with well isn't that the same thing you did yeah you had to build your own thing and it's worse because it's of your own making like i had to do it 
I had to, to do es- it to escape, to escape a reality I was forced into. You are right. choosing the alternate reality for yourself. Right. And she just like she she oh, doesn't say anything, but you could tell that what she said, like that what Alice said landed and landed big yeah. time. She even references like part of her part of her um putting herself into an alternate reality was was marrying Mr. Sophie. Um, like she just has she has Sophie's number this entire episode and it's it's kind of great. It really is. Like I I didn't really make the parallels at first, but I really do I did kind of enjoy them and I wonder if anything that she said is going to make her um is going to make Sophie change her behavior going forward. Uh, I think that coupled with uh, Batwoman coming out, I think we're going to see a very real effect on Sophie pretty soon. We go to Wayne Tower again, where Mary is helping Beth apply makeup in the wig so she looks like Alice and kind of giving her the how to be Alice 101 tutorial. Right. She's like, you know, just act crazy, recite lines from Alice in Wonderland. I'm assuming you read the book, apparently. Everyone in this – everyone's read the book, so naturally just start reciting Alice in Wonderland. She said either say something really nice in a menacing tone or say something really menacing in a really sweet tone. And if you're stuck, then just quote lines from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And I really liked this scene because once the transformation was complete, Mary's like Mary's whole face completely changed. And when she said, the last time that I looked into those eyes, it was with my mother dying in my arms. Poison from Alice. Yeah. Poison from Alice. Oh my God. That line was a gut punch. It was it was it was um, it was a really good scene. And, you know, Beth is like, oh, you know, I know what this version of me has done and I'm really sorry. And Mary's like, you know, you don't have anything to be sorry for, which was really nice. Um, so that was a really nice scene. And I'm glad Mary's had stuff to do now that her mom's out of the picture. Honestly, and this is going to sound so crazy. Killing her mother was the best thing to happen to her character Uh, for me. Okay. I mean, it's given her, it's It's given her, it's given her layers. It's given, it's given her layers. It's given her great material. Like we get to see her actually like feeling different things. She's not really doing much of that millennial facade thing anymore. Like she's actually being her true, authentic self and whatever messed up version of her that actually is yeah and it's really good to see yeah yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping they keep building on things with her um because she hasn't been she's been showing up more and more and i think she really adds stuff to the show when she's on she's my favorite for a reason uh so luke comes in is like all right i know where they are they send in Beth slash Alice. Mouse is happy to see her, hugs her. 
she kind of hugs Mouse and is like, all right, I'm here. They let me go. Now we have to let them go. Mouse gets upset. But, I mean, Alice would have, like, I don't buy that Mouse automatically knew it was her. Uh, automatically knew it wasn't Alice because of this, because No, that wasn't Alice, what did it. It was well, the fact that she kept looking around. Well, yeah, but crazy people look around. No, but Alice, real Alice never does. Yeah. You could, Beth as Alice had an insecurity about her. She she didn't have the confidence that she had. It, yeah. It, what, so you could uh, there were reasons there which is why he tested her with the passcode and she failed. Yes. So realizes it's not her, throws her in the trunk. At this point, Kate is able to break out. And At one point, I thought she was trying to hotwire the car and make a run for it. I mean, that might have been a smarter idea, <laughs> although with with Beth being there, that you know, that turns out not to be a yeah. bad idea. Before but Beth, before right. Beth showed up, when he was pouring the lighter fluid all over the car, it yeah. cut it cut to Kate. And I think she was trying to undo the handcuffs, but from the angle at which they were coming into the car, it really did look like she was trying to hotwire it. Yeah, because she broke off the um, she broke off the shifting the the shifting stick um, because it's one of those older style cars that has the the automatic shifter up near yeah. the up near the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, so she broke that off, and I guess she was trying to use that to either to either pry the handcuffs off or to kind of uh, somehow get the handcuffs off with it. She's able to get out of the car in the handcuffs and has a nice little fight scene with with um, the Wonderland gang as she's brandishing a tire iron. I loved this. For some reason, I love watching Kate fight out of the bat suit. I love watching her fight in the bat suit too. But whenever she fights as Kate and not as Batwoman, I love it ten times more. I think it's just because it's easier to see what she's doing. Like when it's within the bat suit, you have like the kind of you have the cape flourishing all over the place, and then. There's a lot more distractions on the scene, whereas where it's just her, you can kind of focus in more of what she's like, how she's moving, what she's doing. Because I I, I, I thought the same thing watching the scene, like it just looked really different. And I think that was because we could focus more on what was going on rather than all of the other stuff that comes with her costume. Yeah, um, I I just thought it was so cool and so badass. Yeah, she uh, hits Mouse into into some sort of rust uh, metal um, metal oh, stick or something that kind of impales him through the right side of the chest, so not near yes. the heart. Unfortunately, he's still able to to um, get the lighter working, and he lights the car on fire. Because he he has to. 
I mean, you're not going to spend all that time dousing it with lighter fluid if you're not going to catch it on fire. We have pretty much the last scene, well, one of the last scenes between Alice and Sophie, where she does the whole, like, you know, you married that handsome, that handsome Mr. Sophie as part of your, as part of your facade. And that was the last straw. She was yep. hitting a nerve, and Sophie was like, you know what? You're going off to prison. Bye-bye. Yep. You're going to Arkham. Have fun, you crazy person. After she leaves, Sophie kind of looks in the Alice in Wonderland books and sees all the pages fall out. And this was when I had my, oh, my God, genius moment when I yep. realized she took the fishing line. She took the fishing line out of the book. She uses it to attack. Act the two cops that are bring her that are bringing her to Arkham, shoots them both. Yeah, she I, chokes I, one, gets his she, gun, and then uses the gun to right. shoot them. She uses uses him as kind of a shield, chokes him, grabs his gun, shoots the first guy, then shoots the second guy, and then kind of just blows her hair <laughs> in like the most flippant manner. And I remember like as I was watching this episode, and I think it might have been that scene where I texted my friend Lauren. Uh, to which I told her that um, the fact that I am attracted to Alice makes me seriously question my ability to make good choices. <laughs> um, I was reassured that, no, she's hot. So, good. No, she totally is. I mean, yeah. she totally <sighs> is. But side note, can we give a shout out, and you're going to have to give me the actress's name, to the actress who plays Alice and Beth? Because um, she did Rachel? amazing Rachel is the first name. Uh, whether or not I can pronounce the last name is going to be a challenge. Uh, Rachel Skarsten. S-K-A-R-S-T-E-N. Okay. She did an amazing job this episode in particular having to play both Alice and Beth. And she made them two completely different characters. It was brilliant. Yes. yes. Although... She played them. She played them um, differently enough, but she still left parts of parts of Alice in her portrayal as Beth. Like when she says, like when she says, uh, "It's me, your sister, Beth. Happy birthday." Like the way she says, "Happy birthday." Like it well, was very I Alice. Think- that was because we were supposed to think she was Alice. Like that was before we really knew the full story. So I think that might have that particular one might have been intentional because after that, I don't think there was any Alice in Beth because even when Beth was pretending to be Alice, mm. it was complete like it was completely different than actual Alice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're you're right. She definitely plays them very differently so and that can be hard to do very hard to do and not a lot of actresses can do it so kudos to her because she's killing it yeah we get to the the cars on fire kate's trying to open up the trunk to get beth out she can't she goes around and cuts the um cuts the ties of the two other hostages to let them go and then she rips the back seat, the um, uh, what do you call it? 
the cover? Um, kind of. The the um the covering of the back seat off, and we see Beth kind of trapped inside of the trapped inside of the uh, the trunk, but there is bars preventing her from going out the back way. And you kind of I love that this... for that Kate actually thought that she might have been small enough to make it through those holes. I kind of laughed for a second because she kind of was like grabbing her like, come on, you can do it. She's like, no, yeah. I really can't. Nope, I really can't. I'm I'm more I'm bigger than a size negative two. Like Kate could have like Kate's rail, like Kate's a, a rail thin person like Kate could have maybe. But um. So they kind of look at each other and Beth's like, you know, you can kind of see Beth trying to like tell her it's okay, go. Kate finally finds a way to to bend the She went and grabbed like a crowbar or something, right? Right, the the bar the crowbar that she had or the tire iron that she had when she fought the Wonderland gang to kind of pry the metal off of the backseat fabric. That's the word I was going for. <laughs> fabric. Um, pry the metal off the backseat to help her. Ex- Look, if I was Beth or Kate, I would never get near another car again. At least not that type of car. At least not when they're both together. No. Like them but... both together and a car is bad news. I did like the fact that Kate actually got to save Beth the way that she always wanted to. She kind of gets the chance to live that out. Yeah. Because I literally thought I didn't expect Kate to come back with a tire iron. So I literally thought we were saying goodbye to this Beth and she was going to go kaboom in the fire. Right. And I was kind of I was kind of pissed about it because I was looking forward to having her. So then when she came back, I was like, oh, thank God. Um, we go over to Crow headquarters where Sophie's like, guys, we need to find Alice. Somehow we're not saying whose fault it was. Probably nobody's. Definitely not mine. But <laughs> Alice escaped. Yeah. So we need to. Cl- we, she's like, we need to close everything except one bridge. Give her only one way out. And, and we are going to find her. Sure, yeah, make sure we stop every car. We're going to check them all. Kate comes walking in. And Kate's like, don't you hate screwing up as much as you do, Sophie? Eh, yeah, that's not act- what happened. No, she does not actually say that. She thinks it. We all think it. Come on, Sophie. Do better. Um, there's a nice little heart to heart. Well, not really heart to heart. There's uh, a cute moment. There's a cute moment. Sophie remembers that it's her birthday. She wishes her a happy birthday. And she's like, what did you did wish you, for? Did you get anything besides kidnapped? Ah, uh, yes. And she was like, yep, I got my wish. And Sophie's like, oh, you mean talking to me? She doesn't say that. She thinks it. but Yeah. And then this is get... when she finds out about the protest outside of the GCPD, right? Yes, we get. We get a break-in on the news in which there's a protest coming towards the GCPD where people are pretty much demanding the GCPD turn on the bat signal to have Batwoman help. Now, I get 
the scene. I like what the scene is trying to do. I loved this scene. I, I liked it. And it reminds me a lot of the end of uh, V for Vendetta, which is why I liked it. Her entrance but, was badass. The song in this scene was so cool. Like, I just loved all of it. It was it was done well. But here's my biggest issue with the scene is they're only doing it comes across to me that people are only protesting now that Alice is free and they don't feel safe. Well, yeah, because in their minds, they didn't they don't think Alice would have gotten out if Batwoman had been able to help. Because if Batwoman was help, if Batwoman had helped with the kidnappings, then Alice never would have gotten out or Batwoman would have been able to help keep Alice in jail. So the fact that she got out and Batwoman was nowhere to be found because these people refused to call for help got them angry. I totally understood. Yeah. Oh, to me, it came across a little of like more of a selfish reason to protest and not why they should have been protesting. Uh, but well, I mean, either way, I did like the scene. It, it's all kind of the same thing, though, because they I don't like they were I think they probably all had an issue with the lack of Batwoman. But the fact that. They were willing to put the city in danger because of their own, they being the GCPD, because of their own stupid, archaic beliefs, enraged right. people enough to protest. That's not selfish, at least not to me. Yeah, okay. I, I do like your take on it. I'm just, and I'm, I'm going to agree with your take on it. I'm just but, saying, like, initially what it came across to me okay yeah no i didn't i didn't even like take it there i was like i was like ooh, they're angry and they're not gonna take it anymore and then first i actually thought they caved and turned the bat signal on and then when i realized that she just dropped down and stood there and then the music that was behind that scene oh it was so good yeah i thought they were gonna cave and turn it on too but i do like the fact like she just kind of drops from the gcpd roof and it's like, I'm here, don't worry. Which to me it was basically saying bat signal or no, I still got your back. Right. And that I think that was my favorite part. Is like it doesn't matter if they shine the bat signal or not, we're still you know, I'm still gonna be here for you. We get our final scene inside the um non open bar called the holdup. Which is actually a pretty cool name. Yep, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a good name. Uh, so we have the holdup with uh, Kate. Um, it's Kate, it's Beth, it's Luke, and it's Mary. Kate comes walking in, and the other three are there, and they're like, surprise! Surprise! And she's like this, and then Beth is like, this was not my idea. Right, and no Mary's like, this. yep, Mary's like, nope, she told us you would hate surprises, but we did it anyway. 
So they have a nice little uh, they have a nice little party for Kate and Beth, to which um, while Kate while Beth and Luke go off to go get the cake, Mary uh, has a epiphany. And she's like, you know, I read Beth's entire 300-page dissertation. Wait. Was there a moment before this where she said, like, I didn't understand why you wanted to redeem Alice so bad. But having met Beth, I understand what you lost and I get it now. Uh, it's all in, it's it's in the scene. I don't remember which comes I'm pretty sure first. that's what came first because then by the time they had the scene that you're about to talk about – Mary was very, very drunk. I mean, she was already drunk to begin with. Although she acts more drunk as the scene goes on, even though it's the same scene. It's weird. But yeah, so she's she's like, you know, I after talking to Beth, I totally get why you would her to be uh, why you want Alice to be her. I understand what you lost. Right. And the way and, Kate kind of looked at her after she said that made me smile. Where she looked at her, it was like, yeah, she was a better sister than you ever were. I mean, I thought that was kind of mean personally, but. See, that's not how I took that. I almost <laughs> thought she was, I, I almost thought she was going to say something like, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I lost, a, I lost a lot when I lost Beth, but. I still had you or something like that. That's what yeah. I thought she was going to say, or at least that's what her face said to me. Yeah. Oh, before we, uh, before we get to the last bit, there is one part of the, of the flashback that we kind of forgot to mention. Um, in the, in the scene where he is asking her whether or not she knitted that sweater and she's not saying anything. He, uh, she does mention like, you know, I hope, you know, my father's gonna come here one day and kill you. Yeah. And he shows her uh, the page from the newspaper that shows, um, him and Catherine being married. Shows the wedding photo with them, Kate and Mary. And that's kind of that's kind of like I think the last straw mentally. Yeah. For Beth. Knowing um, that so her we, family moved on. Right. And that she and 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 now that you said that, knowing what she went through, and then seeing how her family was able to move on, and she was left behind in this hell. Right. It makes all the anger she had in the first half of the season when she first came it came into the picture, all of it made so much more sense now. Right. So I I know like I thought about that as we were as I was about to say the thing with Mary and I'm like oh if I don't mention it I'm gonna get yelled at. So that was that was kind of like the last straw mentally for her, but it's not nice because it also shows you like. Like she learns about it when she's young, so it kind of gives her it gives a lot of time to fester. Yeah. yeah. Now, would you say this is like this has got to be a year after her a year after the accident, right? Because um, if it's if yeah. it's her birthday, 
Well, this and, is past her birthday, so but right. yeah, but yeah. So I this think, is like a year or so after the accident. Okay, I just want to make sure because if the accident happened when they were coming home from their bat mitzvah, or at least that's what happened on Beth's Earth, so I'm assuming that's what happened on our Earth too. Right. Then, since her, her birthday was, we're having another birthday. It's a year later. So that means that Jacob and Catherine got married. A year after right. Beth yep. went missing. Yeah, that's about what I took it as. So we have Mary talking to, to Kate, and Mary comes up with the theory after reading Beth's paper that maybe there's alternate versions of Earth. And if all those alternate versions of Earth kind of collapsed in on themselves – Maybe some remnants from those other Earths would then show up in the remaining Earth, or she just might be drunk. I do like she how she like pretty much nails it, and then she's like, "Now nah, I'm just drunk." I love that. I love Mary. <clears throat> because I really do love Mary. Because no one else comes up with an idea of why there's a Beth. Like, yeah, I mean, well, Luke. Well, Luke kind of like knows. Luke and Kate know. Yeah, Luke and Kate know, but but she doesn't. Mary doesn't, and she's just like, well, now there's a Beth. What do you think? How do you f- picture the whole Beth of it all going forward? Like, do you picture her being a main character now? Like. Well, that's a good question, because at the very end, as they're blowing out their candles, Beth seems to get a very nasty headache. Oh, yes. At the same time, Alice gets a very nasty headache, and that is kind of the end of the episode. So there seems to be a problem. I have a theory about this. I wonder if two versions of the same character are not allowed to coexist on the same earth for that long. Is that really a theory of yours or did you just watch the trailer for the next episode? Cause they no, actually, met- I did. I did not see the trailer. The feed I was <laughs> watching it on did not. Um, uh, yeah. Cause in the trailer, they mention that um, two of the same person, it seems that two of the same person can exist on the same earth. So because even like when in in the other Arrowverse shows, if they've met their other selves, they haven't yeah. interacted that long. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like I so it basically looks like they both can't occupy the same earth. Now there could be two outcomes to this. You have outcome one, or there could be three outcomes. You have outcome one where one has to die, which I think is what they are going to posit in the next episode. You have outcome number two, um, which could end up being they kind of just randomly merge, and you kind of get an amalgamation of a char- you know you have the character with an amalgamation of all the memories of both um which would then lead to um if one person has both Alice and Beth's memories how you know is that person going to be more like Alice or Beth 
And then we have number three. They actually figure out a way. For both of them to coexist. For both of them to coexist. I don't know. I honestly think option one is going to be what happens. And I think we're going to get a, I think we're going to get a very, a very emotionally sad cliffhanger of this Beth dying. Yeah, we could. And I think it'll be the season finale thing. So we'll be left, we'll be left waiting until the fall, figuring out like how is Kate gonna react? It's gonna be so very interesting to see yeah. where this goes. It will be, and you know, it'll be interesting to see because uh, I do think you're gonna see Beth at least for the maybe the rest of this season. Like I don't think I don't think she'd be gone until the the season finale. Because that seems to be like, I think this is going to be what this back half of the season is going to be about. Like, either finding a way for them to both coexist, or maybe, like, trying to find Alice to kill her. Because if they decide, like, if one dies and the other stays, then, like, Kate's going to be like, well, all right, we're killing Alice. Like, I think Kate's already on, like, I think Kate's kind of already on board the... We might have to kill Alice Train. Well, and especially now that she has the bet that she wants, there's really no reason for her not to kill Alice. Right. And the crows are already on the kill Alice train. Heck, uh, her father's on the kill Alice train because... Jacob's like, well, now that she's on the loose, she's a fugitive, which means we can kill her. Mm Mm-hmm. And nobody would bat an eye. Yeah. So... Uh, it's going to be very, this back half of the season is going to be very interesting because I think it's going to be some tough choices. Yeah. There's also the possibility of, I mean, there's also the possibility of like Kate having to choose one or the other. And the question is like, do you choose Beth from another earth who is kind of still your sister or your actual sister? No matter what, how many bad things she's done, it's still your actual sister, which could be a very Sophie's choice for Kate come the end of this season. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Now, who in the promo tells said the whole two versions of the same person cannot coexist on the same earth? Uh, I believe it was Beth. Because she is the she is the astrological, astrophysic and cosmetology um, person degree holder. Yeah, she can she can give you a really good she can she can do your hair up really nice and (laughs) solve the problems of the universe. But I'm I'm excited to see where this goes, and I'm kind of sad that we have to wait two weeks to get the answer, or three, technically. We do. We have to wait 14 whole days because there's a football game next week, and then there is a Oscars the week following. But then we get – then we're back. So technically three Sundays from, uh, from last week, from the last Sunday. Um, They'll be back, and that is when we'll be back 
Um, do you have anything else to add about this episode? Um, no, it was pretty much, we pretty much covered everything. This was my favorite episode of the season. Um, this is quickly becoming my favorite show of the Arrowverse. Like, it is consistently getting better and better. And I really want this momentum to hold through the back half of this season. Yeah, and I think it definitely will. Um, we'll see come future seasons. But right now, this is easily my favorite show of the Arrow of the Arrowverse. And since I've actually seen pretty much season, I've definitely seen season one of Supergirl and Flash. I would say this is my favorite season one out of any of the ones that I've seen. Yes. So, agree. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see if they can keep up this momentum. Um, and it'll be interesting to see next year, even if they can keep up kind of the pacing they've set with themselves this year, because that's where I feel like some of the Arrowverse shows have kind of faltered is they're is trying to build is trying to fill out 20 episodes for the season. Yeah. Which I was afraid when Batwoman got the back nine that we were going to get filler because they had moved so fast because they had so little episodes that I was afraid that they were going to slow things down to fill out the remainder. But I really don't think that's what's happening. Yeah, it, it definitely hasn't been. So we'll be back in three weeks. One, two, yep, three weeks. Uh, and in the meantime, you can find us at Batwoman TV Talk. You can email us at Batwoman TV Talk at Gmail. And where can everybody find you? I'm at XO, Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. So we'll see everybody in three weeks. They are, they are shining the bat signal in the sky, which means we got to get going. So we'll see you real soon, everybody. Bye.